everybody to TV Donuts 51st episode. This is Saskia. 51st episode. Yeah, My indeed God. it is. My Hannah just God. did the math this uh, past week and figured out that last week's That's So Raven, or two weeks ago, That's So Raven, was mm-hmm. our 50th episode. Our 50th show. Yes. Not right. including bonus odes and Christmas specials oh, and all of that. Including all but, those. Yeah, we should have celebrated that uh, That's So Raven was our 50th pick. That's good for us. Yeah. We've done 50 of these things. We watched 50. Now we've 51. done 51. Various quality shows. Yes. Today's show. Women's Murders Club. Murder Club. Women's, Women's Murder Club. Murder Club. Murder Women's Club. Murder Club. There's Club. only one apostrophe. One apostrophe. And I was always confused which one it was. Multiple would be really complicated. Based off the books of James Patterson. Yes. A man. Um, <laughs> a man. I didn't mean it to sound a like that. I just mean like the show was no, no, adapted by him and a, and a lady. It's very obvious. It's very like uh, this is what I think women behave like. I did yeah. several times think like I don't know any women who talk like this. Yeah, Lindsay was exist. the worst of the the dialogue that was like, what is this? See, I thought that this show was okay when it wasn't trying to do the best friend side of the show. We should just say that the general premise is a homicide detective, well, we, a medic. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hannah has the the synopsis prepped. Please prep it up. Are we ready to talk about the first episode? We want to. No, no. Go? I was just reading. Oh, just the I was reading the premise okay, of the sorry. show. Yeah. So a homicide detective, a medical examiner, a newspaper reporter, and a young district attorney work together to solve homicide investigations. So they're best friends and detectives. I was disappointed on multiple levels. Let me tell you why. <laughs> yes, please. I sort of had a vague... Like, I remember, again, when this came out, again, it's something about 2007. I think because the writer's strike? I don't know. Yes. Anyway. Um, so, I, I sort of... I remember the commercials, but I don't really remember... I didn't know anything about the show going in, as I'm sure you two also did not. None. I knew nothing about Andy it to this day. In it. I, that's, I knew that. So, at first, I was hoping... That they would be committing murder. I wasn't hopeful, <laughs> I wasn't hopeful but I was hoping because that would be more like the interesting. female Dexter. Yes, like they get exactly. together in a group and they kill people on purpose. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Then I was like, okay, well, if it's not that, it's sort of cool. If these like four independent women come together and they form a club and they solve murders. This is their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, what mm-hmm. they say in this episode, which is entitled "Welcome to the Club," this is not a club. Yeah. Fuck this show. It's not a club. It's not a club. <laughs> that, that whole club, yeah. Me too and I those. agree with you that they try to wedge in these, like, girl moments mm-hmm. where they're constantly talking about men and relationships. Always. When they're in the middle of extremely intense work situations. Exactly. Like, they'll go from talking about, okay, they've got a hostage and we got to get over there. Then leaving the office, suddenly you're in a scene where they're like... Going for it coffee. It was really surreal. It Don't was forget. stupid. I feel like I have a similar feeling, like how easily Lindsay, like all of them pretty much, like how none, they're not affected by any of these events. Like yeah. this woman who she was supposed to meet this morning just fell in her car and then an hour later she's just like, oh, that apartment screamed loneliness. I'm like, you, you wouldn't talk, like, how are you so And so when you've known, like, your entire career, and then later claim that, like, they've come up together in the city, and blah, 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 and then she doesn't care. Yeah, anyway, let's read the yeah. synopsis. I think it's pretty apparent that we none of us like the show. Okay, so... <laughs> I liked it better watching it the second time. Oh, Which, how well, did we'll you get that? that so much better the second so, time. So, Welcome to the Club aired on ABC in October of 2007. Lindsay, Claire, and Jill cautiously welcome a new member to the Women's Murder Club, a young reporter, Cindy. 
Meanwhile, Lindsay and Jacoby investigate a homicide committed by a serial murderer dubbed the Vendetta Killer. What? The Vendetta this Killer. This is maybe the description that was still the old one, because they did... They, there was a pilot that never aired, and they did do a bunch of changes, and I believe I read that the killer's name changed. Okay. Really? So, to, the, to the Kiss Me Not killer. Yes. They, there was a huge difference between them. In then. their private lives, Lindsay faces up to the past when her ex-husband is brought into her police department in a leadership role. Jill faces a domestic crisis, and Claire struggles <laughs> to help her faces- husband, who's fighting depression. We, that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. You see him in one scene at the very end in a wheelchair. Yes, yeah. and admittedly, that storyline would make sense. Okay, so that description is bullshit. Sorry, guys. Nope, that's fine. No, it's that's fine. one of the first ones that's it been is- like wildly off the mark. That's crazy. That but must be for... It isn't for the, the the original. That one was widely different. Here is what I want to say. Wild. Yes. The absolute best part of either of these episodes is the opening song in this pilot episode, which is Silver Linings by Rilo Kylie, and it's actually one of my all-time favorite songs. Okay, here's the thing. I'll give you the dollar. I just need a quarter. Buy something. Twenty-four cents to change. Have a nice day. You have one saved message. To hear your saved messages, wait, press wait, seven. I got. Lindsay, it's Teresa Wu. I was hoping you could meet me at Gear Street Newsstand, 8 a.m. I know we're not exactly friends, but it's important. Thanks, Lindsay. See you in the morning. I'm here. Where are you? <laughs> at the moment, in my kitchen making coffee. Tom. Don't recognize my voice. We weren't married once. Lindsay! Lindsay, are you okay? Lindsay! Lindsay, are you okay? Teresa Wu just fell on my car. I thought of you when it played. Jake got to see her play this live, and I've been jealous of him ever since. Yeah. He didn't even know Lisa. No, he didn't. Did he, like, did he enjoy it? Yes. Okay, that's but not as much as I would have. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Love to Jenny Lewis. Okay, go ahead. All right, so this is just, I mean, what would you classify this as? A gentle cop dramedy? It's a procedural. Procedural? Yeah. Okay. With ladies. Even even though it's got that uh, that narrative arc? And some really... They all do. They oh, all they have, do? Yeah. They, they all, all have do. those kind of things? Great. Yeah. There's I am some not really a procedural dark guy. things that happen. Some less yeah. than others. Like, I'd say, like, CSI didn't start out really with an overarching killer, but a lot of them do. Like, the mentalist has Red John and um, Bones has like a they've got a bigger nemesis that's always coming back and disappearing again I guess they do the same thing in Dexter though I don't think of Dexter as a procedural it's not yeah. no, it's a drama yeah. um, alright so basically the opening scene is uh, Detective Lindsay Boxer she is it's not great it's not great Uh, she's at a newsstand desperately trying to get someone to give her a quarter in the background we can see there are cars being towed I actually laughed we gave her 24 cents back yes buy something so she she buys something she was offering to give him a dollar so that she could get a quarter and he's like buy something and she buys something that's 76 cents and he only gives her 24 cents change yeah when she needs a quarter but she doesn't get a ticket because a dead body falls on her car yeah yes which was great and that's that's the whole op- basically the whole she's on the phone she gets a message from Teresa, Teresa Wu. Wu another solid name I like that one actually and Teresa's asking her I know we're not close could you come meet up with me though and then uh, another call comes through and she answers it in 
kind of like an anger. Tom, it's, her ex-husband, who she was married to for six years. Yes. Do either of you remember where we've seen Tom before? I recognize On his face. On a previous donut? He looks so like every much. handsome dude out there. No? You can't tell me? Nope. What's I wanted to look it up, actually, and I didn't. Was he on Eureka? Nope. Close. He does look like the Eureka guy. Okay. He is Annie and Dixon's father from 90210. Ugh. Also principal That's of their gross. school. Ugh. Yeah, no, would not have been able to place him. Never, I think I know him from something else as well. Too bad. Either. Sorry, you know him from 90210. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so this body, they, they have a brief conversation, and the body of Teresa Wu falls from a, from a rooftop onto her car behind her. So, yeah. what a day. Yeah. Clearly, it's like a kind of a cheesy setup, it's but... It's a rough one, for yeah. sure. I, she ends the phone and call it's her day off. <laughs> this is a surprisingly talky show, by the way. Like, people are constantly, constantly talking. Yes. You can tell it's adapted from a book. Mm. Okay. You think? I don't know. I haven't read the book. No, you don't, I just mean that um, there's all... It's very dialogue heavy when it, it is, doesn't yeah, necessarily need to be tend to be very dialogue heavy because it's like it's all they have oh fair enough i suppose they have to make it look like it's exciting and something's always happening but they can't spend that much money on anything actually happening <laughs> we go then from here to the title sequence which is a nothing event cheesy it's i thought it was worse than cheesy i thought it was really bad graphic design yeah. well yes it i think it's supposed to maybe mimic one of the <laughs> book covers cheesy but means is bad graphic design bad graphic design yeah it's um this is maybe the worst title sequence of any show we've ever watched wow like that it's just a title card and like a picture of the golden gate bridge that's it yeah it's and it, it's it's a small image. It fills I like a square in the, the center of, of the screen. Right now. Yeah, it wasn't really much of anything. It was a non-event. Yeah, so it can't be the worst. It was terrible. Oh, because you don't remember it? No. Well, if it's a non-event for you as well, yes. Well, it. it See, well, yeah. Why it, even it, have way. it at that point, right? Like it's it's it was bad. I, remember, I, I would I recommend going back. Shot of the bridge, I think. But anyway. Okay, so when we meet Deputy DA Bernhardt, aka Joe. Joe. Aka the girl from the faculty, and also from Twenty Four, played by Laura Harris. She pukes at the crime scene. Yeah, and it's implied that she pukes at crime scenes. They have a vomit bag ready for her. We've seen that before too, right? Was it at Twin Peaks or was he? Well, Andy cries every time. Yeah. Then was there someone at Eureka that was barfing at crime scenes? Don't remember Uh, that. Probably. Maybe I hallucinated it. I feel like when I was watching this, I'm like, someone else was barfing at crime scenes that we watched. Maybe it was, or maybe it was just. But because I had an instinct, it was Twin Peaks, so maybe it was just that he was um, crying. Yeah, he breaks down every time. He's too sweet for this So, again, yeah, it's like all of these bits and jokes feel, felt ripped off from something better and mashed together into one. Like, this whole thing felt yeah. like such a written piece. Like, but I think... It's very... It's, kind of what it's you were got saying. a lot of cliche. And, and the thing is, you're... Like you are constantly lines. following action. Yeah. Right? Like, nothing... That's Things true. just are... It, it moves so quickly. Things just keep happening. Which is kind of a good thing. And they keep, but they keep awkwardly talking about their history. It's like, why do you think he called you? It's like, ah, oh, well, the two-year anniversary of our divorce is this Sunday. I'm like, what kind of, like, who, that's so awkward. That's a very exact yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Like, maybe, thought, maybe he wants to get back together. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it is. We yeah. should uh, introduce everyone. There's Claire, who's the medical examiner. I feel like she was my favorite. Yeah, she yeah. was great. Played yeah. by Paula Newsom. Her acting was good. And she mentions that Teresa, this uh, reporter that has just died, has burned quite a lot of people in the city by exposing their corruption and, and bad deeds. So there's For no sex. short list of enemies that might have wanted to kill her. 
True. It's always hard for cops because, you know, it's better when only one person hates you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's Cindy Thomas, though she's not really a part of this group yet. Not yet. I yeah. guess we should just, let's wait till we run into her, I she guess. Yeah, it looks so much like Anne Hathaway. Yes. I thought it was Anne Hathaway for like half the episode. Well, no, I didn't. But at first I was like, whoa. That's funny. And then I realized. I don't think she looks like her at all. The actress's name is uh, Aubrey Dollar. And she, I, really I think she her. looks a lot like her. She did really well it. as well with the acting. Uh, Jacoby is um, Lindsay's partner. And he thinks he's about to get promoted. But unfortunately, that does not work out. It's uh, her ex-husband that ends up getting the lieutenant job. Mm-hmm. He and tried to tell her. He's trying to call her. To he let called her, know her just that like it's, four it's times. About to happen. But she doesn't. She's she weirdly. Uh, she's very uncomfortable with her ex. Like she doesn't even want to be in the same room as him. Yeah, she is. He has to like blackmail her into a conversation with him, which seems by giving her what she wants, which is like um, to keep the investigation open after the dude confesses. But we haven't gotten to that yet. True enough. Uh, so yeah, they, uh, they bring Teresa's dog to the station. They can't find her computer. They can't find her notebooks. They just found her dog and a bunch of sodas, bunch of sodas sitting outside on the balcony or on the fire escape, I should say. I like that that the dog was still there. Me too. I, that was good. That was good. So many opportunities to kill the dog. Yes. Very pleasantly surprised. I was really worried. I thought they definitely were going to, and then you were going to be very I agree. I am. I was thrilled. I love 100% thrilled. I love that she took the dog. That's the save the cat moment, like a very on the nose save the cat moment, but I'm into it. They spent so much time focusing on the fact that she has no time for anything other than her job. Yes. You can't, like a dog is... To be fair, she doesn't take the dog on as her own no, problem until right later away. in the episode. Not right away. And that's, like a lot of the show is about her dealing with her own baggage. More so than the other girls. I mean, they all have baggage. It's like a Sex in the City style procedural, I Well, guess. let's talk about Jill's baggage because her boyfriend is trying to give her a key Jill to was my least his favorite. new apartment. Yeah. And she is, like, not about that. She doesn't want it. And not only that, she's upset that he showed up at her office, which we later find out is likely because she's sleeping with her boss. Like, mm-hmm. do you have a donut question about that? Because... Yes. Okay. We'll talk about that during the donut question. Her boss. Because it's not resolved in the finale. We don't see the boss or the boyfriend. That's true. So, like, between you and I, since Saskia already knows... Do you think either one of them went out or that they're both gone or that it's she's still hiding one from the other? Do you want the question right now? Why or not? Or do you want to keep it part of the quiz? I mean, it doesn't come up again after this, right? Basically, that's the whole storyline is that she freaks about the key. The boyfriend um, or her boss tells her she should dump this guy who we later find out is a doctor. Yes. And he says something, this again, one of the scenes that made me the most angry about like, oh, you're not the type that commits. Like, you're off. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with yeah. you. And then they have sex with each other. Yeah. It's just gross. He's right. It there is something gross. off with her. <laughs> yeah, right. But only because she's written that way. Yeah, exactly. Well. Not because that's <laughs> realistic to how women actually are. I, th- <laughs> I, I think that I, I had no problem with that aspect of it. So what's the question? Let's the question is Jill's boyfriend, Luke. She moves in with him at the end of episode one. What's happening with their relationship? A. Jill, having a fear of commitment, changed her mind immediately and broke up with Luke in episode two. B. They remain together until episode nine when Luke finally discovers Jill's cheating ways. C. They are still together at the point of the finale. In fact, Jill is pregnant. Or D. 
Luke never loved Jill. He was a con man majestically exposed by the amazing Lindsay in episode seven. Exposed? Um, as a I, con man. I love that idea. They're, I'm going with D. That's great, all great answers. That would be... Um, One is correct. Oh my god. The other three I made up. Yes, of course. Of course. I'm I'm going with D. I think that Luke's a con man because he's sleazy as hell. I don't he's care. He's a doctor, though. <laughs> so what? That's just weird. He's a creep. Most con men don't. Anyway. Well, do we really? I guess he. Yeah, we know he's a doctor. I mean, we don't really know, though, do we? We, but no, but she calls. But we are in the hospital in the finale multiple times, and if he does not show up, I'm gonna say it's B. B is correct. Yes. Ah. I wanted to say A, but I felt it was B. I really, I wanted him to be I wanted it to be C, quite frankly. For her to be pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. And for her not to be sleeping with her boss anymore? He was the creepy one. Yeah, he was The doctor dude was cute. I liked him. Yeah, they move in together. Everything is is great. And then he finds out, like, finally, he meets, they even meet each other, I think, at one point. Right. Jill, uh, Luke and the other dude. The boss. Yeah, the boss she was sleeping with. Anyway, yeah, he doesn't find out until episode nine, and then he... And then he leaves. He leaves. He Does leaves. the boss stick around? I don't know. Well, he's the boss. He's the boss. Where's he going to go? go? Yeah, that's fair. Unless he gets fired. All right. One nothing on that one. Fantastic. Yeah, fair enough. So, okay. Let's skip over that storyline. What else can we talk about? Oh, so dumb. Luke, he's a little <laughs> scuzzboard. Teresa was shot three times. We find I've out. Right here, yeah. And, um... They like start why, talking why about not just push her, her wax job, which was a really that disturbing was Not your mama's bikini wax. Yeah, and uh, that's how they are convinced she's in a relationship, because that was no fucking... woman would ever wax herself like that. I herself. rewound because I had no idea what was going on at first. Like, I have no idea. I had no idea. I'm like, what are you even implying with this? It was, it was super weird. These three women are all A-OK with that suicide, but they were, like, they... Lindsay actually turns away from that bikini wax. That was the fucking scene too when she was like <laughs> Like she's she does a full turn, she's like, Oh no. No. <laughs> uh, and then they then they all tilt she their heads together I know. to look it at it. It's disturbing. Like, it was really disturbing. And that was the delivery of the line when she's like with talking about being at the apartment is like that apartment screams lonely workaholic and then she did that yeesh face. It's like, like you know this woman. She died less than four hours ago, probably. Like, why are you talking about it? Like, it, it's, it was weird. And yeah, but then they it. also talk about how she hasn't dated anyone since she left her ex-husband. Yes, and that's so like, like, it's like so beating oh over God, the head. Maybe, like, but definitely not lonely. Lindsay is exactly the same as this dead woman. Like, yes. I don't understand why they didn't just start with the kiss me not killer. Like, this whole pilot is for nothing. Yeah. We, we just get a little tease at the very end suggesting yeah. this bigger arc. I it would have been more fun to... We should have started in The Fish. I guess... That's not an expression. I guess they Holy needed... shit, I meant to write it. In Media Res? I meant to write a <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah. Like in, the, in, the, in the guts of it, you know? Yeah. Anyway. But well, I didn't. But let me ask you this. Yes. How many episodes do you think the Kiss Me Not Killer plays a role in this season? Including this one? Including the ones we saw. Like, f- four, Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to say six. It's just these two. I'm it's like just... fairly certain. No, there's no. a body in the middle. Well, okay, it was the second episode. Yeah. One, two, and then this one. There's a body in the middle that okay. we missed for sure. Good. Well, it was, the, it was the girl, that was would the girl be, uh, in the bathtub. That would be such a missed opportunity not to thread the Kiss Me Not Killer throughout more they episodes. Did it. yeah. That's 
ridiculous. So this is where we get introduced to Cindy. Uh, she works on the Metro desk, and she calls Teresa her mentor from afar. They never talked, but she said a nice thing to her once. <laughs> so she's kind of obsessed Yeah, with a Teresa. little bit obsessed. They both, Lindsay and her, both end up breaking into Cindy's apartment to look for the notebooks. And that's Ridiculous. when they uh, see a weird dude on the roof, and they chase him, but he gets away. Cindy's my favorite, by the way, because she's the only one that's... Uh, I don't know. She seems the most well-rounded I liked of the her four. As well. yeah. like I like the most Cindy balanced. And like none of her really in any of this. She was just so, so fourth wheel. I really disliked Lindsay. You disliked Lindsay like a lot. I thought her acting was also the worst. Really, I thought that I thought that everyone working on the show was was giving it their all. Was was trying to make was it trying work. to give it her all, which was I think the problem for me. That was like. I thought she was. I thought she made a good cop. Like I believe her as a cop. I believe that she would be tough, not someone I'd want to mess with. There was like, just so much acting going well. on. I feel like she was just. I was aware that she was trying to act the whole time I was watching her. Well, every like like Hannah said, like most of the dialogue is expository. Well, it's crap. It's it's. They couldn't. It's even... there to move up the plot for it. It's a yeah. plot heavy show, and if you accept it for that, it's well crafted. It's edited well. I don't know. I'm trying to find something nice to say. It's just so mediocre. Well, one of the many things we learn in um, dialogue is that Lindsay's obsession with the kiss me not killer is what ruined their marriage. Yes, that's dumped down our throats a few times. And in the scene where she, the girls are like ragging on her for that is when Jill is like marriage leads to ick. What does that mean? I don't know. And she said it twice, and then she decides she's giving the key back. She's she's not gonna. I assume that she's not gonna move in with him, which is good because she literally just slept with someone else. We don't want her to move in with him. <laughs> I assume that yeah, Jill's no, we're uh, on his side. Yeah, <laughs> against being like a conformist or doesn't want to be a suburbanite. No, so I don't we didn't know. Get to see what her problems are. Uh, Walton James um, is the name of the stalker. They find out Teresa had Great name. A restraining order on him up um, until last year. Yes, but we later find out that she actually uh, stopped being afraid of him, and he was actually kind of her only friend because mm-hmm. no, she had no one else in her life. And he would do things like, I don't know, walk her dog. And well, he turned into her stalker because it, we learned that she turned him into a hero for a day. Yeah, she reported on a police brutality case he was involved in where he was the victim. And he got a huge settlement for it. And he doesn't believe she's been murdered until they show the body. They show him the body. Which is really disturbing, and he completely flips out. Teresa is under that sheet, Walton. You ready for this? (laughs) It's a replica or something. You people are exceptionally well-funded. Trust me, we're not. Walton Teresa was shot and pushed off a building. Were you there? Do you remember? Who did this? Who? Who hurt you? No. <laughs> Teresa. Hey. Hey, no! Come on, no! Walton, come no! on! What did you guys think of, of his breakdown here? The first time I watched the pilot, I laughed 
because I thought it was so terribly done. And the second time, I thought he was the actor was doing a, a pretty okay job. I thought he did a fine job. I thought it was ridiculous that she was cradling him on the floor like a baby afterwards. Yeah, oh, that like Lindsay Boxer. Really yes. <laughs> Again, yeah. it's like this is what women would do. Like, can you picture if that was a man cop that that would ever happen? Well, for fuck's sake, no! Like, it's so fucking annoying. This show is so sexist. I'd like these women must have been like, for real, for real. This is what we're doing. <laughs> it's... I felt I just felt sad for all of them. Anyway, Elizabeth Craft, Sarah Fane. <gasps> oh my I hope god! You're listening. We skipped the line. I don't know what you guys. We probably she... didn't have a lot to work with, so. <laughs> Oh, wait, did we even catch him? Anyway, when she catches him, she fucking handcuffs him and says, you're under arrest for pissing me off. Twice. Twice. Yeah. She, she says, say Lindsay says this to Walton? And yes. This is like, get, like, what kind of fucking cop are you? he ran twice, I think. Right. Because he ran the first time. The first time he was on the roof when they're in her apartment at night, and <laughs> then he runs in his own apartment. She yeah. also stra- chases him down that straight hallway and doesn't shoot him. She's just like, damn it, and then mm-hmm. sprints after him. Like, you have a clear shot. For at least, like, ten steps. You always want cops to shoot people who are running away. That's not shoot how it Shoot them in the leg. You can't. It's not. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to when shoot you, someone unless they're about to shoot you. When it's like, freeze. <laughs> the whole thing. Like, she keeps trying to get a shot at him. Like, why are they, why are they doing that then? Because it's TV. They gotta make it look like they're gonna shoot them. But it's always like, oh, damn, I can't get a shot. And, like, you can get a fucking shot. I think the police are allowed to shoot if you run away from them. I think, well... I mean, they're not supposed... Yeah, what do you mean, no? You're not allowed to shoot at someone just because they run. Yeah, you are. If it's somebody that's running away from a murder scene, I think she has every right to shoot him. If you're trying to corral a dangerous murder suspect... Like, freeze. Anyway, I I think... Pretty sure it's within their rights. I'm pretty sure, too. Well, you guys be sure. It's great. All right, hey, look, I'm just... That's why everyone has the internet. Okay, so we uh, see Walton's breakdown. Kind of hilarious, kind of sad. I don't know. I wasn't. I don't care. He smashes an instrument. His tray. lawyer doesn't care either. He's like mad, and they threaten him with jail time. He's like, oh, I'm too busy for this crap. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> it's like, okay, good lawyer, guys. Uh, so Tom is still insisting that Lindsay have a conversation. Lindsay is still insisting on avoiding that conversation. And then the the stalker gets to keep the dog. That's kind of nice. The dog loves Walton, yes. It's, it's nice that they... As soon as he goes in, like the, the dog is drawn to Walton, so we know that they were, in fact, familiar with each other. Yeah, and Lindsay starts to use him as a source of information, finds out that a woman has been following Teresa, so then he has the license plate, so they hunt down that information. Yeah. Yeah, That's a, that's a, then comes a good scene. Whoa, what is this? Oh, yeah. When Jill tries to uh, get out of that sex scene when he's advancing on her, she's like, Luke and I are in love. You don't know me. And then he says, yes, I do. And that wins her over, which was ridiculous. I don't think it wins her over. Well, she she kisses him. Well, he kisses her and she doesn't stop him. Yeah. And then they have sex. Yes. Yes. He is her boss. She's clearly into it. I think she, but anyway, hated they, her and hated him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're just, that whole storyline is just so sleazy compared to everything else going on. I was just like, ah, I don't want any part also, of this. Also, it doesn't get resolved. So it's it like, does not. No, not in the ones just, we see. Yeah, we don't, we, get it, we don't get a resolution. It just doesn't um, I feel, speak well to her character as an introduction to a character kind of thing, right? You're just like, 
that's all you learn about her really which is like a she pukes at crime scenes so she's not great at her job and B, and she cheats on her, her boss and cheating on her nice doctor boyfriend. He's not nice. He's a gross weirdo. Luke? Luke hated that guy. Get it together. Got the worst vibe off of him. Okay, to make it even more confusing, we go to the hospital to talk to a bunch of other doctors. Yes. Uh, this lady who... Dr. Rain. Thank you. Uh, stupid names. And uh, they're following um, Teresa, and it's because her husband, who is also a doctor is sleeping with Teresa but he sleeps around all the time and this is her third husband so she's like she doesn't really care her attitude was super aggressive and the first thing she says to them short answer I'm glad she's dead yeah like maybe wow there is some like this turns anyway don't want to spoil it yet we don't need to not spoil it but now you said that Rain's husband was also a doctor but I oh, thought... sorry. He's a restaurateur. You're right. Okay. Sorry. Just checking. Because I wanted to make sure that he could have been a doctor before. No, he wasn't a okay. doctor. I was just thinking they're all doctors, but he, yeah, you're right. He's not a doctor. So this <laughs> That's is a... my bad. He owns a restaurant, which has a C rating. Yeah. Which yeah. is a strange reveal out of nowhere. Jacoby, um, which is, he's not Lindsay's partner. Is not... he? Yeah, he is. He, he is her partner. Yes. And he just, oh, he's just much older and thought he was going to get promoted He's been there longer, but they're still partnered up? Yes. Okay. He just happens to know the restaurant and that they got a C rating. Like, maybe he's into the scene, or maybe he's got a friend in the health department. Oh, you didn't look it up? I wasn't paying attention no, to that. No, it was just, uh, like, an off... He's like, the last thing I heard, that restaurant got a C rating. Well, maybe he's a, from a the restaurant fan. Oh, he may wear yeah, yeah, well, that's what Piers is saying. It's yes. Like, he's a super foodie. It's just that, like, he instantly had that... <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's the show. Whenever the information needs to be there, it just... All the pieces just sort of fall into place. You're Which kind of ahead of the show. the hugest complaint about procedurals. Like, it just happens all the time. As yeah. soon as they need to find the bad guy, if they have the address. It's just like... It's never the way it would work for real. It's I crazy. found it very frustrating. Yeah. No, it's totally... A, it's a problem with the genre. Mm-hmm. And, but that's the problem with real police work, is that most people don't get caught because there's no evidence so on tv there has to be all these like coincidences and like insane things where well they never like one of the things that happens in this that i hate in every procedural is that she just stares at a board of information and instantly it comes to her and then it's like bing and i think we've complained about this in other shows that we have watched (laughs) tv donut where it's like what the fuck? And the only way they explain it is by saying that they're a genius. Yes, it's just stupid. Anyway. I I wouldn't mind, because we're talking about the murder boards. Yeah. Because she eventually shows her murder board to There's a, multiple boards. There is multiple episodes. boards. There's multiple yeah. boards. There's a few boards going around, but they're always so cluttered. It's a, like they're trying to do <laughs> show, don't tell, but there's so much information on there that it, well, I can't get anything out of it. they're trying to make people look crazy, yeah. And they do a great job. Walton's apartment is plastered with photos of Teresa, and yes, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a stalker apartment. That I wish I bad. cared about anything as much as he cared about Teresa. Ooh. Yeah, no kidding. They're so in love. Uh, we skipped over the part where Lindsay goes to Cindy for help with the notebooks because she can't read the code. Yep, so she needs a fellow journalist, someone who knew Teresa. Cindy's the only candidate on the table. And then Cindy wants to also help her with the kiss-me-not killer who we've like not even really heard about no not now really. realizing that she's like associated with this murder somehow no matter what she wants to do then she freaks out at the cheating husband in yes. the uh interrogation room because she's worried about her ex i 
guess. Yeah. Was his was his after after Tom told her that he's getting no because he hasn't been because... able to force her into a conversation yet. Mm-hmm. He just she just now assumes because she was a workaholic that he was probably cheating on her while they were married mm-hmm. because that's what happened in this situation. So mm-hmm. is that what's going to happen in every crime? She's going to be like, oh, this was probably happening to me. Yeah. Or is it just because she self-identifies just, with these women who are, like, workaholics? I think just because there's so much in common with her and Teresa. Yeah. And now she's worried about her own life, which would be... We could have spent a lot more time exploring just this case. It's a shame it's a procedural because, like, the the idea that your detective is seeing a lot of her own broken life in the lives of her victims and reflecting on that, and she's kind of becoming a better person through solving these crimes. I like that. I think that's a neat idea, but it moves so quickly that we don't get any time to see any of these characters or learn about them. Or, well, yeah, no, totally. This, yeah, I agree that this pilot really fails at making us care more about these women. Yeah, which is uh, what you which need is to exactly do. Exactly the only reason why you would want to watch this over the twenty other procedurals that you could choose from, right? Exactly. It's exactly. like the only reason a procedural uh, gets big is that people start to care about the the work family ness of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this interview, do we mention that uh, we find out that his restaurant is failing for certain? Yeah, well, yeah, he just, like, he uses the restaurant as his alibi. That's when they talk about the C from the health department. Uh, the guy's name is Miles. The husband. Oh, thank you. Miles. Such a non-character. And, yeah, they uh, <laughs> they decide to tail him, but they can't get warrants to search the restaurant and such because there's no probable cause. So, basically, they just let him go. And then in the middle of all this, Jill has a conversation about how Lindsay's not over Tom and how she has You can stop pretending you're not in love with him anymore yeah, after two years. You haven't moved on, la la la. And while that's happening, uh, Cindy goes over to talk to Walton and finds him hanging from the ceiling with a suicide note. Yeah. Yep. A confession. Confession. That he is the one who murdered Teresa. The dog is still there, still alive. Surprising. Mm-hmm. At least there's that. That's one and then, nice thing. That was the first surprise. That's, a live dog. <laughs> that's when Tom uses the case closed to negotiate that conversation. That and, was crazy. And then yeah. the other guy was like, you planned that, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, halfway through. I was like, what kind of reality is this? So I guess he started saying say, saying case closed because they had a confession and why devote resources to a crime that's already been that's confessed to? That's someone admitted to. to. Yeah, that's, exactly. I get, his, I get the logic of that. Yeah. But then the rest of it, like, she could have just said... She's got reason to believe this isn't the end of it. They yeah. know each other. They should have a shorthand for the. Ugh. Ugh. Well, that's why he did it because he knows that she wouldn't. She she'll give up anything. It, it to makes continue the investigation, and the one thing he wants is to be able to tell her that he's getting married to a kindergarten teacher. So he has to blackmail her into that conversation. Spoiler which alert. Which is so awkward because so awkward. she's like, oh, I was avoiding you when we were married because I was afraid that I was in love with you. But now I'm not in love with you. So avoiding you is totally not the same. And then he's like, I'm getting married. And she's like, oh, what? And like, again, like Sassia said, like does her acting face. And it's like, oh, God, no. Anyway. Let's talk about the Elephant Man. Yeah, the uh, Elephant Man. The Elephant Man. We have go His from. His name is Martin. Crack the code. <laughs> yeah, go from Walton's autopsy to an interview with what? Do we get his name? Martin. 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 Thank you. Um, I guess you can smell him from across the room. No one's reacting in the room, but they mention it once or twice, so I guess that means it's happening. And he's basically a homeless man who was down out on the streets and uh, tried to get some help and. Uh, the hospital would not give him painkilling meds because his medical records from Teresa, doctor, or sorry, from Doctor Rains, 
a homeless clinic, said that he was chock full of stuff and was probably a substance abuser. He's never been to that clinic. Yeah. So Jill gets Luke, her boyfriend, her doctor boyfriend, to fax over this guy's records. This, um, this whole thing moved so fast. So fast. Yeah, it was crazy. And by the way, and this guy is... Normally when you see homeless people in, in shows like this, uh, a lot of the time, like, the key witness is homeless, but he's also, like... Uh, <laughs> got some mental issues or something so it was kind of refreshing this guy was pretty normal aside from the fact that he just didn't want to shower ever yes uh, he didn't he's worried about his carbon footprint yeah that was cool he's like a he's like a an eco hermit more yeah. than more than anything yeah, so I, I liked him too. he was a, that yeah, was like, like a nice take on it I that he was called the elephant man because he wore an elephant necklace because I thought they were going to look for someone that was really horrifying that's why they kept calling him elephant man I thought that was a bear necklace no it no, was his uh, yeah it was his code name in Teresa's notes was right. elephant man and the reason is because he was wearing an elephant necklace and I Cindy like read the notebook <sighs> and went and found him it's so easy After to miss. She saw the picture. Yeah, garbage. the pictures fell on the floor. Yeah, so uh, Rain is writing fake prescriptions, stealing the money, and giving it to her stupid husband to save his restaurant, even though he is cheating on her with Teresa and multiple other women. In the meantime, also, Claire has figured out that Walton was strangled, not hung. Yes. There was no sign of struggle, so she's guessing that he was drugged first, and then strangled, and yeah. then strung up, which is exactly what happened. And then they also find out that she was faking the relationship with uh, the guy's name. Who Miles. I forget. Miles, thank yeah. you. Um, to, to bust his wife, basically, to get access to their home. And when they try to get uh, Miles to confess, they're actually faking that so that his wife will confess to the two murders, which she eventually does. You know what I think? I think you put up with Miles' cheating because you love him. Oh, and this is interesting. You and Teresa didn't happen to meet. Teresa was investigating your wife, but she couldn't get anywhere because Rain's too careful. So, Teresa showed up at your restaurant and made sure one thing, as they say, led to another. She used you to get to Rain's home computer files. It's all in her notebooks. And when you found out, well, you had to kill her. You didn't have a choice. No. And that poor sucker, Walton, well, you knocked him out, probably with drugs you stole from your wife's office, and you strung him up like a side of beef. Now, we've got a search warrant. We're going to find the gun. This isn't fair. You have to stop. Two people are dead. We can't stop. Someone has to pay. It's only a matter of time. Now, it's two murders, both premeditated. That's special circumstances. It's death penalty, Miles. Stop. I'll tell you. It's pretty badass, actually. I like this Teresa Wu character. Again. Wish she was still around. Me too. I agree. Oh, that she was sleeping with him to get the story? To crack the case? I love that. Again, that's another thing. Like, do real reporters really do that? I hope not. I'm sure that's... I'm sure one or two have had to do it. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure people choose to do it. Uh, if you can break a big story, if you yes. could bring an end to world and then, hunger, worst why not? of all, of course, Rain admits that she put a gun to Walton's head to get him to write the note, but it didn't work. So then she put a gun to the dog's head, yeah, and he wrote the confession, yeah, and, and let her kill him, save that dog, which is the saddest thing in the world. It's almost as sad because she's confessing because she's watching the cops grill her husband. 
yeah. grilling who Miles. She loves. Who but she he's loves. a slime bag who cheats on her. They're both slime and bags. And sucks at restaurants. Yeah, he's a terrible restaurateur. He should not do that business. <laughs> but it's, it, that's kind of a cool sequence because it's like two interrogations happening at once. Jacoby with Miles in the interrogation room and then uh, Lindsay and yeah. Dr. Rain on the other side. But again, I've seen that like yeah. so many times on procedurals. Right. Like they're tricking the spouse. Like they're trying to railroad one when they're actually trying to railroad the other. And it was like... It, it's, so, just, it's been done before. Yeah, and it yeah. was so obvious. It was not original. So even the things that I'm enjoying, because I'm experiencing that, I don't yeah, see them often enough to be bored by them. Yeah, they're all uh, the cliches. Which, yeah. which is fine. It's fine, but without but something... you watch your first one. Make, it shows you you really need spark yeah. with your characters to make a procedural pop. Because, yeah. like, what's your hook? What's you the really hook of this? You really need to depend on your actors, that's for sure. It's sort of like the M.O.W. of the TV world. Yeah. Where it's like the plot level is not expected to be that high. So you need your actors to relate. Like you need a Nathan Fillion that's like dynamic. Well, and that's got they a can unique... do drama and, and comedy, you know? But that also has a unique story hook. That he's a writer working who's partnered with a cop. Right. And this one is just like, these are ladies that like each other. Yeah, that's it. They work together and they're... Really stupid. And it's even the way they work together is weird because it's like they're sort of almost competing and like, oh, why would I give you that? I'm like, again, it's your jobs. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to be doing is collaborating. Like, that's... That's your job. It's so weird. I found it so weird. There was that comment. That was the one conversation. Like, we're friends. We share information. And then... The uh, reporter Cindy asks, oh, like, like, oh, like a club, and all three of them like, no. And then they turn and walk in the yeah. exact opposite direction. It's like anything but a women's murder club. It's yeah. like super yeah. weird. So let's wrap it up. Claire goes home. We find out she's got two sons and a husband who is in a wheelchair who doesn't appear in the finale. Do you have a question about that? Uh, so yes, sort of. But I, we can talk about him for a quick second. I. Sorry, go ahead. Former cop, you think, appears? What, like shot through the spine and just paralyzed? Yeah. Well, I assume I something like that. I don't... Ass- I, s- I was thinking about it, and I'm like, it's wrong to assume that he wasn't always in a wheelchair, but the it's way it was, wrong. like, revealed seemed like something had happened to him. And now that we've read in our fake description that they were worried about his depression, I'm thinking, like, it's a recent accident. And to me, it's got to be on in service, like firemen, policemen, yeah. something like that. It would make sense because everyone else's life is completely wrapped up in this world. He doesn't seem like he's into motocross or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> he's not. He's not like just a, a dude he's an with a cool job with a bad or skiing accident or something. Or I guess it could be as simple as a car accident. Could be. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. I'm, I'm with you though. I think even if it was a car accident, I think high speed police chase, something like that. You know, like yeah. I think it's on the job injury. He was in something similar to I feel her like world. He's in uniform. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Do you want to say anything about that or he's, no? I have a donut question, but see, it's kind of a... I'll take it out. He he is an ex, ex-cop. He was a cop. Great. Yeah, and was recently injured. So, so do we get points for that? That's right. Why can we answer the yeah, question? Well, it's not the, that's not the question. Uh, I'll tell you when we get there. We see Jill moving in with Dr. Boyfriend, and we see Cindy writing the article and giving partial credit to Teresa, and then we see that Lindsay has the dog again. And yes. uh, she's going to keep him. And then, boom, we're back to a new murder. Tom has reassigned the case to her, even though it was someone else's turn, because Kiss Me Not Killer is back. It's a girl in a tub, in a porcelain tub, with her lips shows shut, and water is all red and bloody. My God. Beautiful. In a really old, run-down house. That was the most interesting. That was, yeah, that was a cool shot. Yeah, I kind of liked the end. I was intrigued. <sighs> Didn't know what was going to happen. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. The second time I watched it, I liked it a heck of a lot more. 
a heck of a lot more. It made more sense. It felt like it flowed better. But the first time I watched it, I was just like, felt like I was being dragged along, think, but also ahead of it at the same time. So it was very frustrating. I think the story of it is its strongest part, and the execution of everything is so bad. The story was okay. Like, I think... Like, could, it's a bunch of good... You're pull, you're, there's a bunch of great misdirects. The idea is good. Like, I mean, we even suspected... Wait. We're supposed to suspect Cindy for a little while. Like, did As you the guys? killer? Yeah. As the killer, or at least involved in the death. Of Teresa? Of Teresa. I never did. Even even when her. she goes back... Even when Lindsay goes back Rachel to search Teresa's apartment. apartment, and Cindy is there stealing the journals that she knows she needs. She was too cute. She's too cute to be the help. killer? Yeah. And she was so sincere. I believed her. All right. Yeah. All it right. Was for, for me, it was... Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Are we ready for the finale? Ready. ready for the finale. Season and series finale. Let's get through this Episode silly 13 thing. called Never Tell. Never Tell. 911, what's your emergency? Lindsay risked the lives of both herself and her father in an effort to capture the Kiss Me Not killer once and for all when a woman's kidnapping leads to the killer's identity being revealed to the club. Bam! We only had to wait 13 episodes. I yeah. didn't really find an answer for this, but I believe they re- only revealed this because they, they knew they were getting canceled. Really? This was supposed to be like a series long arc? Well, it ended on a cliffhanger, so... I don't, I don't think, think this was, was even supposed to be the finale. Nice they, thing to do. They, The show got... They ordered three more episodes in, like, March of 2008, but I didn't find out if they ever like, aired those or if those were the... I they, think they were a part of the ones we saw. So it but they canceled it immediately, pretty much, right away after they... After three after, more episodes. Sorry, so they aired 13, then ordered three more and canceled it? Couldn't really figure it out. I think. I see. I think in, they maybe aired 10 and then ordered three more and we saw those three and then they canceled it right after they ordered those three episodes. Perhaps they, uh, perhaps they'd ordered the 10 and then realized this show's not going to do well enough to keep going, but we need to cap it off because it's making enough money. They were going to replace its slot. They were going to put it on someone else's time. It was a different show. Oof. Getting jumped around. Kiss of death. So it opens up with a 911 call from a woman named Corinne Stevens screaming that uh, he's going to kill me. Very upsetting scene. It is very. Yeah. I did not know what was happening. Nope. It's like... I don't, I don't like this. Someone's at her house trying to break down the door to get in at her. The uh, 911 operator tells her to hide. Uh, I mean, what else can you do, I yeah, suppose? There's not much you can do. Um, Lindsay has to miss Pete's going away party. Of course, we don't know who Pete is because we never heard of him before. No. Nope. Uh, I assumed must be a new a new flame. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, instead of going to Pete's going away party, she ends up in um, Corinne's house with a dead body. This man named Fred Osner, who lives two doors down from them, and has has his skull smashed with a crystal rabbit. Yes, he was. That was a bad one. That was pretty gruesome. And find out Corinne's husband is away on business. She is nowhere to be found. Yeah, and they said he's an. It was an enraged killer because he has so many stab wounds. It's like insane, right? Yeah, and they were dumping a ton of info in this scene. This was yeah. this was so fast. I was very confused in this scene. Right, I had so to rewind it and like, we okay, briefly these are the show facts. we see Corinne being like trapped in a, a cabin out in the middle of nowhere, and then we find out like it's been eight hours or whatever, mm-hmm. how many hours, and there's been no ransom demand, which is not um, a good sign. Yeah, exactly. So someone wanted money, 
they would have um, asked for it already. I actually found the answer. You did? I did. Tell us, tell us. I did. After the writer's strike finished, it looked like Murder Club was done, but ABC decided to give it another chance. Uh, They fired the executive producer, hired new ones, and ordered three additional episodes to complete the season. Uh, It returned to primetime after three months' absence, but the numbers didn't get any better, and... uh, and then they officially cancelled it, but fortunately for fans, they'll get to see all the produced episodes. Episode 13, titled Never Tell, is scheduled to air tomorrow night. That's nice. They managed so to was, at least cap it off. Yeah, so they did get to write a finale, in mm. a way. Which was this. They still left on the cliffhanger. Yeah, like dicks. But maybe there's. they were hoping that that would... But it's not it's even a weird one. It's not like it's not like it leads to the next mystery or anything. That was a crappy way to end that. Yeah, it was Thank ridiculous. You. Anyway, we'll get to it. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Uh, Cindy uh, tells Lindsay they're now officially always off the record. So I guess this tells us that Cindy's a little more in the club. But she's not very totally clear. in the club. She's totally in the club. I think so, too. She's just hanging out in the cop shop with them, going over the, like, the crime. When she said to her, I'm like, oh, man, she's in. <laughs> she's in. She's, yeah. Man, they're all friends now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, they um, find out also in this scene that Cindy's recuperating from a gunshot. Do you have a question about that? No. Sweet. So let's talk about who shot Cindy. What the shit? Yeah, it was like an offhand comment Didn't about should you be back? You shouldn't be back at work. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, it's just a gunshot wound. Blah blah blah. Um, who cares? Okay, so we know it's not the kiss me not killer if we haven't seen him in a while. So it must be like a random random perk that shot her? Something from the last case? She's a reporter. Yeah, that'd be funny if it was literally the last episode she was shot and now she's completely fine again. It would not surprise and me. And that's the only reason that line is oh. in there is like some writer was like, aren't they gonna worry? Like, Oh yeah, why? yeah. Didn't she get shot last uh, episode? She just grazed her. It just grazed her. It's fine. Hilarious. Okay, never mind. Hmm. Uh, we'll find out Pete's leaving in two days. Still don't know who Pete is, what he does, or where he's going, but he's leaving in two days. So, to encourage him to stay, or at least to stay in touch, Lynn shows Pete her murder room with all the Kiss Me Not Killer stuff, like these horrific corpse photos up all over the walls. She's trying to explain why she missed his party, because the killer has returned, right? And how important it is to her, like how it it has turned into a bit of an obsession. Um, Yeah, that was a really, um, really weird scene. Do you think any cops, any detectives really keep a... I guess if you live alone, it's not so big a deal, but... I bet they keep the case files. I doubt they have rooms where shit's taken yeah. over the wall. I bet if that's more kids. of a, a TV construct, yeah. because it shows it visually much better. Totally, totally. And again, nowadays, everything would be on your computer. Very true. Yeah. Though it is, so, I do still like spreading things out over yeah, a wall. you wouldn't... I don't think so. Especially not crime scene photos. Like, crime scene photos. What are you missing that you haven't seen? Again, like, I don't think that's a thing where real cops actually stare at something for the 700th time and then magically figure it out. Right. Like, it's there or it's not there. Unless unless you're intentionally organizing information for some reason. In different reason. ways, yeah. You know what the equivalent of this is? Okay, because she. it looks like it's all just up there hodgepodge and, like, with little notes. So if you were writing a TV show and you were mapping out like the season on the wall the equivalent would be if you just had like all the episodes in random places yeah. and, like, and like all your beats were in episodes. random yeah, orders exactly. and just like with like big threads going between them it is fun though it'd be fun to work set deck and get to make a murder board <sighs> yes it would it'd be so cool 
Okay, so the husband convinced, uh, like, they finally find him. He was asleep in Reno. He's like, Fred was not sleeping with my wife. He's my friend. I sent him down to check on her, blah, blah, blah. And his alibi checks out. So yeah. they know he is. he has not hurt his wife. Which is nice. It's nice to know that it's just a normal husband and wife there. You know, like, this is a crime that by the end of the episode, they're just random victims. Yeah. Which that's is... very true. Well, not random completely, because we find out, like, why they're, he's picking uh, them, which is so flimsy. It's oh, super flimsy. So the kill, And we never find out the, the main... We find out the Kiss Me Not killer's sort of motivation. We never find out the other person's motivation the father his the kiss me not killer's father i'll spoiler alert now it doesn't matter it no, doesn't matter fine. this whole show's a spoiler uh, the kiss me not killer uh, his father murdered his sister right and that's the kiss well, me not we killer's do motivation sort of find out the motivation because when they're when she's talking to him she says generally in these cases it's because the the little girl resisted when he tried to sexual assault her, and he doesn't uh, deny it. Yeah, that okay. happens right at the end. Yeah, right. He does. Right. They speculate to the motive, but it's never. Which to me was another one of those stupid things. Like you did that, didn't you? I'm like you're just speculating. Like nothing is. Oh. They're just saying well, it for the sake of no, us knowing the audience true. of why it happened. But it's also like, based on her experience in investigating those types of. Uh, incidents, right. I would say. That but yes, it's is so that we'll know. Good, good. I, I did not pick up on that at all. That's my bad. Sorry, guys. They also it's find fine. out in this... It was a very aggravating piece of dialogue. ...and interrogation with the husband um, that the crystal rabbit doesn't belong to them. And from this one piece of information, Lindsay is like, oh my god, it's the kiss-me-not killer. Like, he's left a mouse, a tub, a key, lilacs, like... Symbols of ritual. He's back. Like that's like what? No, it, what? It is very strange for someone to bring something like that into a crime scene. Yeah, as that's a murder true. weapon. Yeah, for sure. But there's no way the lilacs were a murder weapon. No, no. Like, he, he, they just mean that they, he left, like leaves trophies. Those are right, which was supposed to be the trophy for yeah. when he kills Grin. Yeah, yes, I agree. The but there's no way that she would no. put this together, and especially the whole when thing... she hasn't been investigating this guy since like the pilot. That's and the other the only three thing people are like, it. you think it's him? And then all of a sudden that question goes away and it's like, yeah, oh yeah, it's the killer. And then everybody's on board. Okay, yeah. well this this comes down to the donut. The missing stuff here. Because we have a Kiss Me Not Kill at the end of the first episode that we know is going to carry through to the second. Yeah. They mentioned four bodies. Was there a second body in the in, in the episodes well, Saskia says no but to me it feels like there must have been because we she had the original but you want to think if he's the kiss me not killer he probably killed two people at least two he did. people before we get there right so then yeah. this the lady we see in the end of the pilot would be three and then this um man Fred is yeah. four and then Corinne is is five, five. So maybe not. I thought. See, that's terrible. Yes. Especially if it's all gonna like if if all her deductive, all her ability to solve this case so far has relied on her knowledge and obsession with the kiss me not killer. So we have to show her being obsessed with it. Yeah. Because otherwise, her obsession is supposed to have ended, theoretically ended around the same time as her divorce. Right. Because she was so obsessed. That's what broke up her marriage. There's no new leads, nothing since then. Yeah. So has she been obsessing for two years and has all this data fresh or has she moved? Like what's going on? Well, yeah. And how long has the murder room been up there? Like since the divorce or just since the most recent um, murder that we saw in the pilot? 
but there's no way to know, right? I feel like it's a new murder room. Like, she's gotten re-obsessed. Yeah, I could see that. But, yeah, there's no way to know. It would make sense if she got re-obsessed after the events of the first one, because uh, Lindsay is shocked that he's back. Yeah. Or, yeah. The she's thing like, is, too, though, if you think about it, they were probably hoping slash assuming that they're going to get the back nine, which would make 13 their middle yeah. episode, which is where you would want to put the second murder. Because yeah. your finale, episode 22, should really be the resolution of the Kiss Me Not Killer. Absolutely. So that's probably why we didn't see another murder in the donut. Man. So it does sort of make sense, even though we disagree that it makes sense at all. I, they, yeah, sort of, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense because it has to make sense, really. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Tom finds hair evidence um, in the shoe, and then there's paint in the hair because the Kiss Me Not Killer got frustrated and kicked Fred in the head so hard. Whew. Postmortem. Yeah, and they test the paint, and it belongs to uh, a super old car Mm -hmm. that only a few people in the town sell and they do the research and they find out it's only coming from this one source this is what i wanted to ask you about so when she's one instance she's staring at the murder board yeah and he walks by and he's like he says you know if you stare at it long enough you'll see a sailboat and that's when i was like is that a mall that's a mall rats reference Uh are the writers of the show mall rats fans because it comes up again or is that just a trope that most of the magic eye paintings had boats in them because I never saw one with a boat in it. It was all those animals and stuff. So, no. like, are they making that reference because of Mallrats or just... I've definitely seen a boat one before, but... I've seen them before, but it's, I wouldn't... Like, if you passed me a magic eye, I wouldn't go, oh, a boat, and right, then look exactly. at it. Right, exactly. And it's I, not a magic eye. It's a murder board. So yeah. it's like, whoever wrote this is like, gotta be a Kevin Smith fan. Which, totally. again, was like only the second thing I cared for in this episode. The <laughs> highlight of the episode <laughs> right there. And the third thing I cared for is coming up. So let's get to it. So John Harris... There was also the fucking weird line when they're interviewing, was it John Harris? Yes, the husband, right? John Harris is the Corinne's guy that husband? owns the paint store. Yeah. He's the dad that kills his daughter. Oh, shit, yeah. no. He's the uh, the villain, the, 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 the true villain of the Miles? episode. Miles? No, that was the no, first episode. that's the first husband. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> I never wrote it down. Yeah, I didn't get his rain name. Rain and something. Rain is the doctor nope, in the, the first, first episode. Line. Either way. No, the... Miles is right here. I've written, oh, no, my notes are back and forth. So the guy of the of Corinne, the kidnapped oh, husband, who yes was with Fred. I don't know if they even say his name. Honestly, it's not important because we never come back. To yeah, him. I no. don't think he gets a name. I don't, yeah, I didn't. I usually that's always say it in the opening scene when they talk about him being out of town. One of the good things about procedurals and cop shows is like they announce who they're going to see right yeah. before they do yes. it. So you have to write it down then because then the name is never said again, and it's like so hard to. Pick up people's names. I have Let's call him Mr. Stevenson. Yes. Mr. Stevenson. There was this fucking weird line is when he said him, like, there. why would you ever say this? And he was like, I know what you're thinking. She's 25, but she's not a trophy wife. I'm like, this comes out of nowhere. And the only reason why it's there, we learn later, is because it's the little magic piece of information that Lindsay needed to figure everything out. Trophy. Oh, murderer trophy. Right. He's got a murderer trophy. It was fucking ridiculous. I didn't put that together at all. I was like, okay, that's a weird thing to say about your wife. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they go to see John Harris at his store where the car is in the paint, and they ask him for a list of all his employees and customers. He's, like, not happy. Uh, We find out later that his 15-year-old daughter actually disappeared and uh, was found murdered five years ago, but she 
disappeared 15 years ago. Yeah. Which should have come when up. When Billy was 12 years old. Billy, when, his son. When his son Billy, who is an employee there, but is not listed on the employee manifest that he provides the police. Because he doesn't yeah. think of him as an employee. He's his son. Also, yeah, that line was so dumb. Also, well, his, but he's uh, obviously covering for him because he obviously, obviously. knows But that does he know? Part- yes, he must know. He knows. There's no way he doesn't know. There's no way he doesn't He knows know. that his son's a good boy. So, oh God, that was creepy. The whole thing. The daughter's name was Rachel, and uh, we also find out that Lindsay's father, played by the amazing Gerald McCraney. Oh, Hurst. Yeah. Third he's Hurst favorite, from Deadwood. Third favorite part about this show. He was great. He's also on House of Cards. Uh, he's on everything. He's just... He's a great he actor. He's really great. He's the man. Hey. I need a minute. It's about a case. Must be pretty big for you to come see the old man. We speak twice in the last seven years, and suddenly I'm your new best friend. Can I come in? Always welcome here. You uh, want some tea? I got that Scottish brunch stuff you like. Scottish breakfast, and you hate it. But I stocked up on it. I figured eventually you'd come to visit. This isn't a visit. That's the way you want to play it. What's the case? So, a serial killer. I've been working a few years. Kiss me not. Is there a new victim? I didn't hear. We were trying to keep it quiet. I enjoyed him. Um, he also was a cop, and he also worked on on the case. So she goes to talk to him and get the details, and then we find out again. So much exposition. Like mm-hmm. I have only seen you twice in seven years, and now you're my new best friend. Yeah, weird that we didn't see her dad. Man, he feels like he's a big character. Like I have their a donut question about it. Okay, yeah, good. We'll skip over good. that. So basically, he tells Lindsay, like, we knew from the start that Rachel wasn't a runaway. She didn't take anything with her. She didn't tell anyone she was leaving. Like, we we investigated it knowing or assuming that she we were looking for her body. Yeah. Which they did find, but not for another decade. Yeah. Yeah. And he always suspected Billy, who is the son John Harris's son and said that something always seemed wrong it's very and, unsettling. and off about him. Yeah. I hate when people say that about kids. Yeah. It's so creepy. Oh, it's, it's so mean. Yeah. Mean and well, creepy. Well, no, because usually there is something. So, yeah. Then uh, they, they try to track him down, but they can't. No. And they go to the house. They find all of the stuff in the little girl's room that's being left at the murder scene. The key that was at the first murder. The lilacs that were at the third murder. And the crystal duck. Oh, and, and as the she's... tiny mouse. This yeah, the scene mouse. is so silly because it they're going silly. through the room and she's just finding it all perfectly. Like, like we said before, everything is just exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. But it's like five obvious objects that are just all on this bookshelf. Right, uh, yeah. No, even, not even in the room. Just before that, they're in the room that used to be Rachel's. Yeah. Doesn't she leave that room and go into another room? No, I think it's her bedroom. Okay, that they left because they even comment that they uh, left the room. I was confused about what room they were in. I thought she left and went into a different room and then found all of Rachel's things that, in that room. That is exactly what I thought happened. It might have been his room because he's still living at the house. They say that. That he still that lives would with make his sense. father. So yeah. maybe he's taken the stuff. Because I, I also, I was waiting for them to pull back so I could write down whose room they found the stuff in, and they never did. Yeah, so they I just did. assumed it was, it was hers, but it could have been either. Who cares? If the either first way. room they was... They were in either of their rooms. If the first room was uh, 
Billy's. It would make That's sense. That's what I thought. I thought she went into Billy's first, then she's walking away, and she sees the daughter's room and is like, holy shit, they haven't changed this in yeah. 15 years, or even 20 years now, since she's been... I think it would make much more sense and if it was in the daughter's room. stuff in the daughter's room. That's what I think was happening. But I hope it was. It doesn't was. really... It doesn't really matter. If exactly. Billy's traumatized by the death of his sister, and he's trapped in this loop where he's obsessed with it, it would make sense that he has kept his room unchanged as well. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So they go back to question the father again, and he says he was at a car show, he has an alibi, and uh, that he did not kidnap the ladies. And that's true. I also find out his wife died two months after their daughter was found or disappeared. No, it was thing, she right? died two months after she was told that, told that Billy was a suspect in the case. Right. Yeah. But do you think she knew really what happened? No. I don't think so. I hope I not. I don't think she knew. I hope not. I, I guess hope she... like leaving your son alone with him after that would be horrifying. Maybe she believed Billy did it because that's the one yeah. you can't live with. You know, yeah. Like, me and your one child kills the other. Like, how, what Ooh, do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Just bye. Time to check out. But you, yeah. <laughs> I was like, bye, like, leave? You can't leave. No, Your kid's still a all, kid. You can always leave. Oh, Lord. Okay, and then we immediately find out that John Harris murdered his daughter. Yep. Uh, because his blood is on the bag that they found her body in. Yes. And it was too little DNA to test but back now, in the day, but now they can, uh, they, they know it's, well, they tested it against Billy's DNA, and it's half matched, so they know it's his dad. Is that Someone in there. any way true? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it could have been his mom or anyone that's a half match. So yeah, it could have been a sibling. But the other two are now. But they're both dead. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it would have to be someone that's directly like a full blood relative. Yes. Too. So science wow. has come along like just far. I mean, and that's fine. That's a believable leap, right? It's... Like you don't do, I'm fine with you it. don't retest unless you have a reason to, because right, like, yeah, the labs they are be backed investigating up. it because the, yeah, exactly. When well, yeah, it would depend on when they found her body, I guess. But yeah, and yes. if it's a cold if it's case, only recently. Again, this is two thousand and seven. Yeah, so it's quite recent that they would be able to test micro bits of blood. Sure, but yeah, they know immediately that it's him, and then Billy calls Lindsay. Yes, which is ridiculous. He just calls straight in, right to her phone. Yeah, no one because he's got her cell number mm. on speed dial, and he wants Dad to let go, which I don't get. I guess so he can kill him, but then why didn't he just do that in the first place? No idea. Oh, I think he killed his dad to keep his secret. Yeah, I don't even know if he was planning on killing his dad when when they were driving out there, but. I don't like, know. when he asked for his father, I don't know if he was planning on killing him. I, it felt like a... I just well, not sure why, like, why did he want him let go so bad? Uh, I think... So he wouldn't tell the cops that exactly, he was doing exactly. it? Exactly, exactly. They're I keeping think each other's secret. Because after Billy's dad killed Rachel, he said to Billy, never tell. And so Billy just became obsessed with never letting the secret out and keeping it secret. So if he thinks his dad's going to cave... I've been a good boy, he says, several times. Yeah, several times, maybe. which is nice and creepy. Again, in the middle of this, mm, yes. Lindsay stops to have lunch with Claire, where they so, talk about how much Pete loves her. I thought that was super ridiculous, too. What? How does she have time to be at a cafe? How could she eat when all she's talking and thinking about is dead children? Well, and doesn't... I'm sorry, it's the first phone call with Billy. Doesn't he say you have five minutes to decide whether or not to free my dad? And then he calls back, like, right, like right away, and he's already... No, I think that was later. That's they later. call back. 
Okay, because it's in this conversation he says that he's this whole secret time and he's, he wants, you've got five minutes to let me know. Yeah, that was like a, he hangs up really fast and then, yeah. then she goes for lunch, uh-huh. then he calls back and that's when she's like, I know what your dad did, uh-huh. like, you don't have to protect him, blah, 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 but she's no, also, coffee time, question mark? It's so insane. So Cindy also, in the meantime, has, uh... She has Billy's notebooks that she's gotten from her friend that works at the psych hospital that they're not allowed to tell anybody about. Yeah. But in it, he's drawn women with their mouths sewn up. Starting two weeks after Rachel's murder. That's how they realized that he witnessed the murder. I thought they were going to say that he was the one that killed her. But Either way would have made sense. Anyways, this is like what makes Lindsay realize like, oh, he's killing women who have older men in their life like it's not even like older guys that they're dating or all father-daughter relationships like it's 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 nonsense sarah rice had the boyfriend melissa paquin and her sick father elaine lewis and the older boss <laughs> this was the reason like they're just close and then corinne yeah they're close to old old dudes like, and her husband that's like so many people that's so he's yes, actually explain how he was picking them or how yeah, like she already knows who it is, so why does that even matter anymore? I think Corinne is the fourth. That's so. Ugh. So he killed two originally. Elaine Lewis was the girl in the bathtub, and then Corinne is the fourth. Yeah. Okay, I hate that. She uh, she finds out that he's calling from inside her own apartment. Dun dun dun. They go dun, dun, dun. rushing back, and and he mentions the dog lovely dog oh, or something. You've got a great dog. And I'm yeah. like, okay, dog good, is dead. Good, He likes dogs. I know, I thought the dog was going to be dead too. But the dog is not dead, the Thank dog is invincible. Bless Corrine. you. It would be better if the dog was dead and Corrine was alive, let's just say. Well, well yeah. A little bit. Well, but she was dead a long time though. 50-50. Yes. Like, we both, knowing what we know now, I'm just glad the dog's alive. I was surprised that Corinne was dead. It was really dark for the show. I thought they were not going to kill her. Yeah. Well, it's a kiss me, not kill her, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so I was, that was some weird, like, I wasn't sure what kind of tone they were trying to set. I'm like, this is very dark for a regular procedural. And then, and the opposite of that, we skipped over the scene where they're trying to trace uh, Billy's call, so they put on speakerphone, but it's actually Pete trying to say goodbye and then Tom like makes this like awkward face like oh yeah god. everyone's like oh hey, beautiful. my god uh, and that was supposed to be the comedic bit of the I was going to have a question about this but I, I didn't I ended up going with something else but how many episodes do you think Pete is in uh, more important question what is Lindsay and Pete's meet cute oh that's I bet like, what does Pete even do we have no idea he's a DJ oh <laughs> And they meet at a club. <laughs> Are you watching The Good Place? I you should. Need I know to watch I need to. The same DJ just made me, oh, sorry, uh, immediately. It's just finished this week. Yeah. The twist ending was bananas. That's all I'm going to say about that. But okay. uh, you would love it. You would I, love I, it so much. It seems like something I'd really like. I'm excited yeah. to watch it. Uh, guys, watch The Good Place. Anywho. Um, How many episodes did you ask? I think he's been on since episode six. No. No. Seven. They say, I'm going to say he's only been in, like, maybe the last three episodes. No, no. He's got to have been in at least and four. And how did they meet? Did they meet at a crime scene? Like, all she does is work. Or did know. she get set up? We're making it up. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm blind gonna say, date. I'm going to say blind date from the girls. One of the girls set them up on a blind date. That's a great idea. That's something that could totally... Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say four episodes he's been in. And that they met. 
I'm thinking like a misunderstanding in line at a store, like at a newsstand or a hot dog stand or something like that. They do a lot of those types of things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can buy that. He seems very charming. He's played by the, yeah, Mel- liked him. the Melrose liked him. Place man. I don't He's, know his name. He feels like someone that you could strike up a Greg conversation something? with on the street. I shouldn't say that. And then fall in love with. Yeah, I just know he's from Melrose Place. By the way, did you guys have any problems with the sound design on this? I found that a lot of the music and effects, especially all the transitions in this show between scenes are like a blur. <clears throat> like it, it's a blur effect combined with a whoosh. Oh, yeah, yeah. A whoosh. Yeah. I found that the that uh, sound mix was uh, a lot of the music and sounds were louder than dialogue. Oh, really? No, it wasn't. It wasn't it like me that much. Terrible. That I noticed. It was just something I was like, "What is? Oh, that's odd." Okay. He, he uh, maybe it's he's just me. Only in town for two weeks total. Uh, they just met, I think, in episode eleven. Oh my god! Oh, I was off by two. That's nothing. Yeah, well, they they talk about how recent the relationship is, and that they have only known each other. By the end of this episode, for a short time. By the end of this episode, They're he wants her to love. commit to a for full year long distance relationship. Yeah, yeah, but do we think that's going to last? Hell no, no, no of course not. They are very. Realistic. I was surprised that Tom, we find out, actually went through with marrying the kindergarten teacher somewhere was, in the donut. Oh my god, that was very strange. I didn't think we heard that. Yeah. We did. I have a donut question about it. I did not think you knew that. Nope. Yeah. She mentioned. He mentions. He talks it. about the swatches. He says, I "Married a civilian." Yep. She doesn't get that the job has to come home with you. Yeah. Do you think it's going to last? Damn it! I don't think it's going to last. I don't think either. I don't think so because I think they're supposed to be like end game. Those two. Total. It's so obvious. Yeah. So she decides she's going to piss Billy off and uh, go to the news and tell them everything about how his father murdered Rachel. (coughs) And they arrest John for uh, Rachel's murder. Mm -hmm. And that's... um, It's not good. (laughs) So uh... Billy calls back. He's like, I left you a cell phone and there's an IP address. And, she, and Lindsay gets really scared because she thinks that, because he says, oh, I've taken something that you care about. I thought it was going to be the dog. No, me too. Was, 100% I, the dog. She, yeah. <laughs> she thought it was going to be Pete. I thought it was going to be Pete, too. But then it turns out to be her father, which is like the my worst God. possible one, and basically makes a deal like, I'll trade you my dad for your dad. And so they make a deal with Harrison. Harrison? Is that his name? I'm already forgetting. Are you the dad. Billy? Or Harrison, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dad, father. Billy's dad? Yeah. John Harris. John Harris. Sorry. Uh, that he will plead to manslaughter for his daughter's murder in exchange for helping them out, capturing the son, which is bullshit, because he should fry for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking manslaughter. Bullshit. Anyway. It's still... It's... <laughs> Whatever, I get it. They want to. They want to catch the guy who's killed more people. Oh well, they, they want the dad back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's also true. That whole thing was nuts, though. Like Lindsay can't decide that on her own no. that she's gonna go do this. Well, like she's got a DA in her pocket. It's fucking ridiculous. Little blondie. This whole thing. Yeah. So they basically tell her it's a suicide mission. That he knows the secret's already gotten out. So he probably intends on killing everybody, including himself. And uh, she doesn't care. She's gonna go anyway. And she walks out from the cop shop. She walks out of, like, the room with a phone call to Billy after deciding to go for her dad. And she gets out, and everyone, all three of the girls are waiting there for her on the other side. And they're like, hey, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? Yeah. Another well, insane. Again, they're trying to, like, You're going to come back. Everything's going to go well. make her feel like, yes, it's going to be okay. We understand what you're walking into right now. But 
Ooh. It feels like they're they don't so fake, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, ridiculously fake. The stakes Pizza. are so high, and that is so far in the opposite direction. Yeah, and then also in the meantime, they're getting the FBI involved, and they're building bombs out of teddy bears, which go nowhere. Like, well, that whole scene was for nothing. Also, terrible plan. Like, but but yeah, she hangs up the phone. It's like, but it's okay, guys. I have a plan. Like, yeah. you always have a plan. So it never fucking works. Their plan is to put. Um, not a gr- not a grenade, a uh, shock bang. Yeah, it's like, a, like a bomb. I think. No, no, no. It's a, I think it's, it's a. I think no, they're playing to blow him up. No, I think no, so no, too. no, no, no. It's a non-lethal grenade. It's like a flashbang. But she has to be at least six to eight feet away from it. Yeah. So she doesn't. Because you don't. No, no, no. So I think you, so. <laughs> I thought they, they were gonna blow him up. They like, very, this is terrible. They too. very <laughs> clearly say they're just gonna put a flashbang into it to like stun him. Oh, but take you, him down. Yeah, like because it, it it blinds you and deafens you and like concusses you a little bit, so you can't do much. So you want to be away from it, so you're not like also stumbling around blind. Right, right, right. Because but, that uh, you know defeats the purpose. It's like yeah. throwing tear gas and not wearing a mask. Yeah, so they're not they're not so crazy that they're thinking we're just gonna blow up. I thought the they're gonna blow him to bits with yeah. a teddy bear. And I'm like, this isn't terrible. That is real I mean, he deserves it. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. And I I also believe that this show was crazy enough to make that happen. Yeah. To yeah. Well, that I didn't thing. think it was totally gonna work. Have. I thought no. it was definitely gonna fail. But, but I was like For them to that be the plan. You're just gonna blow him up. <laughs> that and seems extreme. Like I'm so glad we both felt this way. It yeah. fails. So she very gets quickly. there, he pulls a gun on her immediately, and then two of seconds course. later shoots his father to death. Yep. Drop the bag, hand on your head. Where's my father? In a minute. We had a deal, Billy, where is he? I said shut up. Daddy. Sorry. It's falling apart, I can't keep it inside anymore. What the hell are you talking about? What's falling apart? I don't like where this is going. She's okay, she knows what she's doing. I tried to protect you. I tried to keep the secret. Not another word. I did what you said, Daddy. Never tell. Never tell. Never tell. Never tell. Never tell. Never tell. I was a good boy. And they found Rachel. I love you, Daddy. Your turn. She tries to give him Rachel's teddy bear. I have something that you want. He does not want I don't want that. No. I don't want any of this. Uh, the cops can't come in because they would see them. So she's basically trapped with this psycho. He shoots her father and she just, like, attacks. But what also was... It's... It was so weird. Like, they, as almost as if they were trying to make us feel bad for this kid. Well, like, yeah, because... But at the same time, like, he has done horrendous things. Well, he murdered four women. At, like, most recently, someone we knew at the beginning of the episode. Like, he is... Yeah, horrible. Yeah, he's... I mean... Corinne. Yeah. She doesn't mean someone we knew personally. Oh, I was like, well, she called 911, but we didn't even see her. Well, I guess but we then we saw her, her in the house crying. That was really convincing acting. I really felt for yeah. her. 
I felt her horror. Yeah. Well, I thought she gave it her all in this. Yeah, she, she did. did. Great job. Any cabin with a stranger psycho has got to be one of the most terrifying. Oh. After he just killed your neighbor oh, of any in of front any of life. you. Yeah. yeah, in front of you, just uh, disgusting. Anyways, um, so Billy freaks out about how he could have saved her, but he was too scared, and she tries to talk him down. Like you know, you were a kid; it wasn't your job to save her. And he was, he's not willing to hear it. He's too far gone. No, he's nuts. So he then tries to get uh, Lindsay's father, Mr. Boxer, to say that he basically repeat, I'm assuming everything that uh, Billy's father said to his daughter that night that he killed her. Yeah. Like, you know, tell her that she's terrible and a waste of space. Tell her she's, she, she's a screw up, a waste of flesh and bone that doesn't deserve to live. Again. I'm sure he didn't say that. No, he didn't. No, that's what that's what he told him to say. But father actually said, "I love you, baby." Really? What? What? No, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about what Billy's father. Oh. Billy tells Lindsay's father, Mister Boxer, to say these lines. I suspect that these lines are what Billy's father said the night he okay. murdered Rachel. I w- thought it was what he would say to Billy when he tried to keep him quiet. That's but you could also be totally correct. Just because he wants him to say it, just because he wants Mr. Boxer to say, say it, it to, to Lindsay, yeah, yeah. I feel like he wants to recreate this moment before he kills her again. Which makes total sense. Which is... I just wasn't thinking about it that yeah, way. No, yeah, either. you're right. It definitely could have been that as well. Like the same, whatever he overheard his father saying. Yeah. But yeah, uh, dad's fine. and um, It went straight through. But, yeah. but, but not through. before Billy, he actually looked to be dead for Billy, that entire scene. Billy yes. is not fine. Oh, Billy's dead. Billy's dead. dead. Billy gets all the bullets poured into him. Four. By the way, this is a. I really like this scene for the father daughter stuff, where oh, the dad refuses. Oh yeah, like, he sells yeah. it. He's hardcore. He's just so great. He he made that. He made the line "I love you, baby" like work. Oh, I yeah, felt he did. That it was moment. sad. Yeah. And then even when he shot on the ground, he like manages to help out. He kicks the gun over to her. Yeah, it was when he it was, was cool. talking about like the tea, how he bought the tea that she likes, even though he doesn't like it. I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. You're sweet. You're probably a terrible father, but you're sweet. <laughs> yeah. She's also. They both are probably very similar workaholics. You think? Maybe. Yeah. Former cop, obviously. So. See, yeah. that would have been. Fun territory to explore is these finally getting a relationship with her workaholic dad who doesn't want to. Oh boy! All right, let's get this done. So then, this is the part that annoyed me the most. Yes, (laughs) must make it to the airport. Yes, she goes to the airport. You don't understand. Yeah, a she gives a humiliating speech to the transit people. And she's trying to get through. Oh, first of all, I feel like they let any cop through anywhere that they want. Oh yeah. She should have just pretended that she was going on an official business. Yeah, and then she gives a horribly awkward speech to Pete. Like, yep. it was cringy. I was like, stop talking. You're embarrassing yourself. Stop, stop talking. It. Stop it. Okay, there's like a thousand things that I, I want to say right now, so. Okay, for a long time, I've been hanging on to a lot of feelings about everything. And. I finally finished this nightmare. And and the point I'm trying to make is that I think I can be happy. Well, I, I, I want to be happy. And I'm just really sorry that I didn't realize it until you were about to leave. And I just wanted you to know that that I'm going to miss you more, more than I want to think about. It's nice to hear, Lance. 
Stop it. Oh my god. Die alive. I like, I wrote awkward speech, sad face. But yeah, in this awkward speech, they agree to do long distance. It's only going to be for a year. Everything's going to be fine. Then she's out for dinner with her girls and she gets a call. Oh no, I thought my father was fine. He's not fine. Boom. Episode over. God. Race to the airport scenes don't work post 9-11. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, they ever work? Because she didn't get through. That's true. Also, this, big sign this they're ag- saving money. This agrees with your complaints about that. God. Unlike in Friends, they, she even a cop couldn't That's get right. through security, right. even though she was insisting that she wanted to go. Also bizarre that she says, that Lindsay says she's ready to be happy like an hour after she just killed a dude. Finally finished this <sighs> like, nightmare. Take, I didn't think about that at all. Take the night off. <laughs> Call him later. You guys can Skype. Horrible murders, the daughter being murdered by the father. Like This should be quite traumatic for her in every way. And her hair is still perfectly bouncy. Yeah. Oh, we should get okay, final moment of the whole show. She's talking about it with her girls. She's saying it's a little bit of a long distance thing, kind of sort of. They all give that like, I don't know about this look. It's like one of them was like, that doesn't work. That never works. Probably Jill. For whom nothing works. And then I think all of them agreed that it was dumb of her to think that this would work. So it just it undercuts the, last the whole scene that comes before it. Yeah, where it's supposed where it's just like, oh, why would you do that? that but I kind so of I, I was surprised to hear that. I'm like, but I was like, but but that's what I was thinking yes. when I was watching it. So I was like, this is weird that they're showing this on the show. That how I actually feel. They're actually reflecting uh, real people's emotions. Don't forget, it was shocking. She gets a call. Her father. Oh yeah, that's right. All right. Her father has taken a turn for the worse. She's got to go. And that's it's, a, okay, that was ridiculous. It's like, so wait, what happened? So I thought dumb. it was a clean in and out. And I was like, oh, no. And then everybody's looking at her as if she, like they're waiting for an explanation. And all she says, it's my father. I'm like, well, obviously, we already got that from the conversation. Right. Well, End then, of series. Yeah, we don't get to hear, like, they're making it seem like he's died. But yeah. We, but we don't know. Like, or died. It the, sounds like something bad the has, is, was happening. The sentence. So is it... That he's taking a turn for worse, I think so. or that he's died, and that's the cliffhanger. You don't, you don't. Yeah, you and know. that's what we. But well, but she's because she's saying like, "I'll be right there." I think he's anyway. It was dumb. And is that supposed to be a storyline that I guess that could have been a storyline? I thought it was dumb line. that he was shot in the first place. Yes, but that could have been a springboard for the next season if he goes gets sickly and then she's helping him recover. It would be a nice excuse for torpedoing that relationship with Pete. Who I don't care about at all, mm. right? Like I can't. I just don't have time for long distance. I got to look after my father in another life. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, definitely, it helps to would help to bring them closer, like her dad and Lindsay. Yes, which would have been that would have been a much better again, show. Again, it's like this whole thing is about how she avoids dealing with emotional entanglements, including him. So it's a way to like put them in the same physical space more often than they would want to be. Yeah. If he's in trouble, or she like has to move in with him, or you know whatever, right? That's and drink that tea. She did like that tea. Yeah. That well, she didn't nice. say that. She, she was, was. You did see from the way she was. You see. She was. She's sipping it. Yeah. Um. I. That's it. That's it. Thank God. This was not a great show. Yeah. Absolutely. This not. was just, like it, as I was watching it. It was meh. It was like flowing out of my brain. Like nothing was was registering. Yeah, I like had the first and second ones mixed up so bad in my head. They, there was they a lot of like the same similar thing. things, yeah. but that happens a lot again because beginning and endings, right? Mm-hmm. I find that we come full circle on a lot of these in a weird way. Yeah, 
same with um, Stargate, you know? Anyway, similar plots. It's weird. Well, yeah, I get it. It's it's nice to bring things full circle and tie, tie it, it off. Together, yeah. I'm totally, I'm glad that they did that. I was really happy to see the Kiss Me Not Killer back. I just, I don't know, it feels a little bit like a missed... Yeah, well, it's neat that we got it introduced to us so heavily in the pilot and then completely wrapped up in the finale. Like, obviously, the Kiss Me Not Killer is, is not coming back. Yeah. No, he's done. But and then, dead. I'm sure there'll be, would have been a copycat had the show made it to season three or four. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. But I thought, Billy's dead. <laughs> who, who could this be? You got a quiz for us, Saskia? I do have a quiz for you. I'm winning one nothing. I know. And uh, apparently we're down to four questions Can now. Can I get that one too? I'm sorry. He didn't say it. Just ask them again. I'll ask them. No, he knew. <laughs> I know. We can be tied on that one. Yay. Uh, speaking of which, uh, question number one. How many episodes is Lindsay's father in? A, one. This is his introductory episode. <laughs> B, five. He is introduced in episode three and has a plot line involving Claire's husband, Ed. C. Two. In episode 11, he rudely returns to Lindsay's life with a warning. Or D. All but the pilot, but him and Lindsay don't interact until the finale. What? How would that even be possible? I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it is. Maybe it's Maybe not. it is. Maybe it's not. Um, this is a tough one. I feel like all of those could be plausible, except for that very last one. Which I would hate if that was true. Because I don't <laughs> understand how that would work. It would be really illogical in terms of plot. Right? Oh, now we're going to divert away. I guess because... He starts sleeping with Jill. Oh. Blah. Blah. <laughs> I feel... That's all we see is them hooking up all the time. Uh, do you have a guess for this one? I don't know what to say for um, this. I have... For me, it's 50-50. There's only two answers that I feel... And my gut is saying C. Hold on. Was that the three episodes, like, returned in 11 with the warning? Yes, that's yeah. C. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what I think the other one is, because I'm not going to help you win my donut. Fair enough. Do you want to hear the choices again? Um, the first one is his, just in this episode. Just in this one. B is... Five. He's introduced in episode three and has a plot line involving Claire's husband, Ed. That one seems mo most likely. Um, C is Two. That... He's in episode 11. But he really returns to Lindsay's life with a warning, plus this one. Right, and then D. All but the all pilot. But the pilot. I'm going to go with C as well, because I, it would make sense for him to have a plot with Ed, especially because he's an ex-cop, but why would Ed be working with him? I'm going to go with C. I'm going with C. C is correct. All right. Yes. C is correct. I'm one point behind, still. Still. Yeah, he, uh, he warns her to uh, stop doing drugs. Unethical police work. She goes uh, goes around the uh, the chain of command or whatever. Defies someone. Yeah. Tut tut. She doesn't listen to Tom. It's, what a shocker! Right, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Tom, whom she calls uh, Lieutenant only at the end of the episode. After more like she Lieutenant Uncle Tom. After she doesn't want to feel for him anymore. That's I thought right. that she doesn't want to feel. That for wasn't him. at all subtle. Yeah. You think she still might secretly want to feel for him? Yeah, but not anymore Ooh! because she's he's married to the teacher. The question still works. Okay, ask it. Yes. Question number two: Did Tom ever get married? A. Yes, but not before sleeping with Lindsay. B. No, he lied about Heather to make Lindsay jealous. C. No, Heather is tragically murdered at the beginning of episode four, resulting in the episode's plot. Or D. Yes, they joyfully get married and nothing else happens. So while you know 
Two of them are not. Yes, but did correct, he sleep but... with Lindsay? Uh, is that this? T- is this that type of show? It absolutely is. I say. I say a. Me too. It is a. They have a one night stand in episode six, I believe. He gets married in episode nine. They uh, he, Lindsay meets Heather in like episode three, and there's so much tension throughout the whole thing. Of course. Anyway, but yeah, they sleep together. Did you watch all of these? Oh no. Okay. No, no. I just read about them. It just you sounds a little bit like you watched. A no, few I just I, I did my research. Did well. No. Well. Number three. Oh yeah, that was Luke's the Luke question, which I was also awarded to Hannah. So we're three two. Great. Um, question number four. In episode three, titled Blind Dates and Bleeding Hearts, oh, we learn what horrible fact about Jill's past. Ooh. A. She ended up in the foster system after her father died and mother remarried. B. Her parents were murdered three years prior to the start of the show. C. She was raped and has been looking for the man ever since. Or D, her twin sister died of a rare blood disease when she was 13, leaving her open to the same fate. Yikes. Wow. Um, I feel like any of those could be used to justify her terrible behavior. Yeah. I'm going with C. She was raped and has been looking for the man ever since? Correct. Because, I don't know, most of her troubles seem to be romantic in nature. She seems to have trouble there. Yeah, I'm struggling. I uh, I can repeat any of them again as well. First one is foster care, dead dad, shitty mom. Second one was what? Both murdered parents. Both three parents years murdered. prior to the start of the show. Oh, I don't think that's. Oh, maybe I do think that's it. Three is raped. Four was what? The her twin sister's rare blood disease killed her. Also weird. Yeah. <laughs> Come up with the weirdest ones. Yeah. It's like, do I take a chance or do I vote with Pierce so I can stay ahead? Like, what is my best strategy here? Because I feel like foster care system is um, could be likely, and also another reason why she's weird with relationships. Mm-hmm. I feel like the second one also could be possible but then rape is like a weird thing to put in there if it's not the one it is it is such a <laughs> it's a surprisingly dark show yeah in some so ways. it's totally possible i'm gonna say b it's a <laughs> it's a foster care yes yeah b was um for some reason when i started watching this show i thought we were gonna get that each of these women had like a crime in their past that that's hadn't properly cool. been solved. Yes. And that's why they're obsessed in this club. That was before I knew they were all doing their actual jobs. Right. Day jobs. <laughs> I thought they would have other day jobs. Um, so that's why I was kind of leaning towards that. Like maybe her parents had been murdered. But um, yeah. I, I believe uh, Claire's father was killed or died like shortly before the show started, like a year or so before. But gotcha. I didn't really find out anything about that. Okay, well, I'm still winning by one. Uh, winning by yes, one. I am well aware. Oh. And now we have Damn the it. last question. Oh. Warren Jacoby, Lindsay's loyal partner and dedicated inspector. His mm-hmm. last name is Jacoby? Yes. Damn it. Warren <laughs> Jacoby. Which of the following does he not care for? A. Wine and 30 year old whiskey. B. Fieldwork. C. Opera. Or D. Politics. Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> I guess I have to answer first to make it fair. Yeah, this is a 
I'm gonna say D. Politics? Yeah. Yeah. I wanna say opera, but I'm gonna say politics. I wanna say opera too, so I'm gonna say it. Opera. It is politics. No! And he says it in the fucking pilot. But, well, no, I don't know why I said fucking. No, he says he doesn't care for the politics that come along with the higher office of lieutenant. Yeah, but oh. he was saying that to make himself feel better because he didn't get the job. Exactly. No, but he, he, he prefers the field work. It's too old for that <laughs> shit. I was going to say, they did some field work and he didn't, I didn't hear him complaining about that. He likes that, the field work. So, uh, and he, he also loves 30-year-old whiskey and opera. All right, give me my donut. Yeah. Here it is. Wait, which one is it? I don't know. I think it's this one. Let me just check. And I guess we should be picking some one. numbers. Yes, it's between one and nine hundred and fifty-four. It looks and like one we've had before, away. but I believe Thank it is you not. So much. I really appreciate it. Ooh, it looks like a glazed stuffed donut. What's in it? It's a caramel brulee. Ooh, yummy. Caramel mm. brulee. Caramel brulee. Delicious. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm very happy to win. Congratulations. Four Thank out you. of five. Would you like to pick a number first, Saskia? Four out of five, I'll go 45. Okay, then I'm going to go with uh, 64. Okay, we're going way down. Way down. Well, way Hannah's... Way down, down in the hole. Way down in the hole. Well, way Hannah's pulling up that uh, show. I just want to make sure. So you wouldn't recommend this, Saskia? Nope. Not even a little? Not a little bit. A little? like Totally a little bit. If this was on an airplane... I feel like this is a show you yeah, can I'd watch on an airplane. That. I feel like it's exactly as good as his books. I think the absolute worst part is the dialogue. Like, I think yeah. I could get... I could... Yeah. If I could get past the dialogue, I could handle this. The story's okay. The production values are fine. Yeah. It just feels... The acting, for the most part, was not... was good. For the most part, There was some really terrible acting. It's tough to get around some of the placement of that dialogue. Yeah. It was a bad... I found it super sexist, guys. It was. It totally was. Not even... Not even close, but, like, inwardly. To season six of Survivor that I'm currently watching, that is, like, some of the most sexist things I've ever seen on television. And it keeps going. It keeps going. Anyway, but it was quite sexist. Didn't care for it. Cute ladies, but uh, no. Okay, are you ready to hear what you've picked? You bet. Okay. Uh, The first show, number 64, is a show on CBS called TV 101. Okay. According to this, it's a 60-minute drama. And 45 is an ABC show, again, called V, drama, sci-fi, thriller. God damn it. I want something good. I've never heard of either of these. uh, Same. Well, that's not true. I know V. Um, I think maybe I would lean towards that. Yeah, I think it's from what you just said. Then it's your pick. V, it is. And, uh, yeah. Okay, we're going to watch V. Oh, I've seen this. We do well with our sci-fis. It's not always good, but it's always fun. Yeah, an extraterrestrial race arrives on Earth. I'm, I've seen this poster, and she's great. It's okay, okay. Jane Badler. Oh wait, no, it's not her. I oh, it was, this yeah, it looks, is Marina. This looks Bob amazing. Ryan. It is. Yeah, I'm in with this. I'm into. Yeah. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Um, hopefully, V will be a little bit better than Women's Murder Club. I hope it, so. It would have to be. I would think so. It would love we like sci-fi way more. Uh, more right. than procedurals. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Bye. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.